Uh-huh. Yeah. Sup, ladies and germs. This is episode number 50 of the EAP Empty Arena Podcast, baby. We've officially reached our midlife crisis. Congratulations, everybody. We done it. We done it. And tonight we have uh, a very special episode on tap. By special, we mean that we're covering the debut of All Elite Wrestling on Wednesday night on TNT. This was the pilot episode. Uh, Lots of stuff going on. And in addition to that, we'll be uh, recapping the card for Hell in a Cell and giving our thoughts on how we're going to see things playing out there. So, uh, gentlemen, I assume... Uh, you guys all caught AEW at oh, some point. Yeah. Yes, we and, did. Uh, you know, I got to say, I was pretty content with what I was watching. It, it, it was pretty simple. Uh, you know, they, they definitely, I think, played a lot of things safe, which is completely understandable because they don't want to, you know, throw the kitchen sink right off the bat and uh, trying to lay the groundwork for a lot of things as we saw at the end of the show, which we'll get to. But what would you guys think? What I did like about it was uh, right away they went into saying that, oh, JR was there and uh, uh, Tony... uh, Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone Schiavone was there. And Excalibur. Yeah. And Excalibur. Who can forget about Excalibur? uh, uh, (laughs) Legend. JR basically right off the bat said, oh, we're not a a TV 14 rating. Uh, You call out... Yeah, you call out... You call out quite a few things. Um... And also, I had to point out that the name of the show is also called... A Dynamite! <laughs> it is. It's not Nitro, it's Dynamite. We, we apologize to all the listeners that had their eardrums blown out. <laughs> NSFW. So there was, it, was, it was a good show. It was simple, two hours, and that's all you have to watch each week. Yeah, um, it, it's basically uh, SmackDown on... Well, uh, SmackDown is AEW on steroids. That's... That's a good way. That's a that's one way to look at it. Pretty much, it's a wrestling well, show. I don't yeah. know how I don't know how you guys felt. Hi everybody, by the way. I know I've been out for a few. He lives. Uh, episodes. Hey, who, hey, who's on our show? I'm back. Who's this? It's Danny. Woo-hoo. Danny hacked into our servers and he is calling. Who the hell is this? <laughs> Danny's very tech savvy. I don't know how you guys felt, but once I heard Tony Schiavone and uh, and Jr., I felt nostalgic a little bit. You know. Now wait, this is this must be weird for you guys because I didn't watch. WCW. So I, I no, I didn't. I was, but they did make mention of it multiple times throughout the broadcast. They did. Yeah. And yeah. It kind of, after yeah, a while, it got said, a little bit. Tony Schiavone was like 15 years ago. Yeah, but after a while, it got kind of a uh, kind of stale. That they kept it was, saying it. Was it. Old, it was like, yeah. all right, yeah, we got it. But how did, how did it sound from the guys here that watched both WCW and WWF? How what was what was that like to hear both? Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross. I know for myself, it was at first a little weird because I'm saying to myself, you know, these guys were competing with each other every week. And, you know, you had the respective lead men of commentary for WWF at the time and WCW uh, at the same table. And um, hearing Tony Schiavone in more of a color role was a little different because um, I was so accustomed to him being the lead man. And he was a great lead man. I'm. I, I know for a fact that, you know, uh, Chris would be able to vouch for that if, you know, he was able to make it tonight's episode, which unfortunately he couldn't. But um, well, it was, would, uh, yeah, so Danny, go ahead. Well, what, do you th- what do you think? For sure. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought that it was great to hear him. It was weird to hear him as a color commentary as well because he had Bobby the Brain. So, you know, the Brain yeah. was really like, uh, yeah. he, he, he was like the, um, the king 
you know, like like Jerry the King Lawler's character, um, except for Nitro. Exactly. But it was cool. I I, I enjoyed them. Um, J, JR, I think JR said Government Mule one yes, time. Yes, he did. I was just about to say yeah. that. He said that once. Is yeah. that, isn't that license I think he said WWE that now? once. He didn't. He didn't say. I didn't hear any slobber knockers in there or anything like but, that. But but it seems like he he didn't miss a beat though. So I'm, I'm, I'm he sounded good. Jr. Yeah, did sound really friend. good. He sounded like he he came prepared and you know <laughs> he know. really didn't. Uh, I don't know. Well, sound too bad. Um, should we should we jump into the card and, and yeah, let's talk about um, the first match very quickly though. I do want to uh, have I, I do have some news uh, for those of you who haven't seen uh, the news that John Morrison resigned with the WWE. Yep. Uh, and. Jack Swagger, well, you spoiled the ending. I of, did. Uh, Showed up at AEW, show. <laughs> but it's, but it wasn't Jack Swagger. It was Jack Hager. Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Um, Jake Hager, who who has a two and zero record for Bellator right now. Yes. You know what? He's undefeated. What? Once you get two and zero record, just leave. It's like yeah, bullet like strike and, and call retired. Bullet strike. I'm going to walk out the door. <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, I mean, his his two his two victories were by submission, so it's not that bad. So the first match on the card, uh, very first match of AEW was Cody on, versus on Sammy TNT. Guevara. Yeah, Cody versus Sammy Guevara. Now, now this is something I'm I'm just kind of confused with, and I think I guess we'll figure out as the weeks go on. But who who was playing heel and who was playing face? I, I couldn't figure that out for myself uh, because Cody Cody played felt, heel, felt yeah, like a heel. But then at the end, he was hugging people but and crying. Sammy yeah. was clearly the heel at the end because yeah. he, he held uh, the the match was good. The match itself was good. Yeah. How, how old is uh, Sammy Guevara? I, 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 like... I believe he's in his twenties, early twenties. Yes, I thought yeah, he, he looks he looks super young. <laughs> yeah, he looks super young, and that it's it's a good rub though to give him that he's in the first match on TNT. I know you want to give him a good and rub, he was, Andrew. He was good. He had <laughs> yeah. good moves. He... Yeah, no, they had they, they both had quite a few good moves. Um, yeah, I liked the I liked the spot where. He threw um, Brandy in front of you know in, yeah. in his place, and, and Cody it was like, perfect. Into her. Yep, uh, it was well timed. Yes, and then the typical typical old times, yeah, and, and then co- even uh, even the use throughout the night, the use of chairs was always nice to see. Yep. Yeah, well, that was that's jumping into the next segment. So yeah, Co- Cody Cody got over. Cody won. I mean, that was gonna that was gonna be the case. Yeah. we knew he was gonna win. Right. Um, and one thing to note is throughout the throughout the show, they, you know, Jr. and and Shivani kept on saying that wins and losses do matter. So apparently they they will keep track right. of the wins and losses. I I also noticed one thing the show. is that they're also having time limits on matches too. You know, yeah, I the didn't twenty minute that. time limit. Yeah. yeah, right. I didn't I didn't catch that. Yeah, every match they've had. Well, most matches were twenty minute time limits. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily an issue. No, I don't think so either. It's but actually, it's probably a better idea. It's probably a better idea because yeah. that way, if you have two guys that you know are both, let's say they're fighting on you know free TV, let's say they go mm-hmm. past the twenty minute mark and it's a draw. Yeah, I guess you get more draws, so nobody is actually losing. Right. Otherwise, yeah. You, you know, you, I, I don't know. Something tells me that you know, as as a, as far as I'm seeing it right now, it feels like nobody's going to be. Buried, at least hopefully not. Right, but who knows? Um, no, every it se- it seems like in every match, every wrestler had their own uh, little, you know, moments here and there. Um, speaking of moments, Chris Jericho knocking the hell out of Cody 
setting up their feud for Full Gear, which is, I think, uh, in it, about a month of yeah. November-ish. Yep, November so, 9th, I believe, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, that was... Uh, <laughs> when... when, when uh, so, uh, Ping was watching with me, and... Uh, oh, wait, for, for anyone who doesn't Jericho, know, Ping, Ping, is, uh, Ping is Danny's fiancé, just uh Yes, just P- Ping, Ping is my fiancé. We'll be getting married next month. <laughs> but... Um, when, when you're, you're all invited. Watching. You're all invited to the wedding. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> all twelve of you. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's 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 very it's very very inclusive. You need a, a golden ticket to get in. Was Willie Wonka um, the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> but when when she was watching with me and Jericho came in, she said, "Who's that pudgy guy?" <laughs> <laughs> Jericho, uh, he, you know, he's he's, he's good, but it, it's crazy how long he's been around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, forget it. He's been around for forever. I like that he has his long hair again. Yep, I said that too. Allah, Allah, uh, you know, like Y two J era when he was in WCW and uh, and transferred transferred yeah. over to WWE. Not too many legends in this business can say that they could grow out their hair when they want to. A lot yeah. of them just go bald. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So Jericho is is the clear heel here. I guess we can jump. Right, to the end, but we can talk about the matches in between. Yeah, sure. But that you know that end of the show really uh, solidified Jericho at like the top of the AEW, you know, food chain, which I think is necessary because you know although he is a former WWE guy, you know that's that's how you're gonna attract you know new fans and and fans that you know watched WWE and they're looking for something new. Right, they're gonna jump over. Like, I think the whole, the whole thing is seeing people that were in WWE, um, you know, case in point, Cody Rhodes and Goldust and Jack Swagger now and, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Neville and all them, um, that, that's the allure of them going over to AEW to see, hey, you know, maybe they'll do better there. And... Well, and, you know, so that, that last match, you know, we'll talk about the matches in between, but that last match, so it was... Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, they're they're at stable called the Elite. Right. Oh, okay. Is that like a an official thing or is it just well, they, used they be, come out together like randomly? Well, they, as far as I know, they used to be the Bullet Club. Right? Used to be part of it, right? Right, and then and then they became the Elite essentially using the same almost the same logo, right? Right. The they they kind of like became their own little offshoot yeah. within the Bullet Club. Yeah. Kind of like the Wolfpack was the NWO. Right. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. And they took on uh, Jericho and who are the other two guys? Santana and Ortiz. No, they're not the number three and four guys of the Mets starting rotation. Santana and Ortiz. (laughs) Although they were at one point. Um, uh, And then you had Moxley come out and take Omega to the back, which was so so much fun to watch. Right. And Danny, like they had backstage segments. For anyone who doesn't know, Danny loves backstage segments. What a great little backstage segment, too. He freaking slammed them onto a table. The glass broke. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> and I think they're set to fight at full gear. Yep. Right. I think because uh, they're originally supposed to fight at All Out. That, yeah. but, uh, but, but Moxley was sick. Moxley was sick, yeah. Yeah, right. I think I think I we're all... Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I think, I think we're all now used to saying John Moxley instead of Dean Ambrose. I now it's becoming weird to say Dean Ambrose. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean I'll probably screw that up every once in a while. You can't Dean call Moxley. it Dean Dean Moxley. But I, what, what I will what I will say is that I love the backstage stuff that they did 
And what I'm hoping is exactly what you guys said, that they were playing it safe a lot. What I'm kind of hoping is that what they do start adding is those backstage talking segments because that's one thing that I thought was kind of lacking. Like for the first match, they had that that promo, know, right? Yeah, that promo and stuff like that. I'm really looking for that old school '80s, like Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Piper in the back, you know, Ric Flair, you know, holding the alligator downs and stuff like that. I think that that's where. I think that that's where AEW can really shine because it's something that WWE is not doing great right now. And if yeah. AEW could do that and could be better than the WWE, I think that it's going to make their stories more interesting because they, they're definitely about setting the stories up because look at, look at how it happened. You know, Kenny Omega and, and Cody Rhodes, they're having feuds with John Moxley and with uh, you know Jericho. Yeah. They were not fighting Jericho or John Moxley. It, it, you know, they're, they're, so that's good. I like that they did that. Hopefully that they continue to do that so this way it doesn't make it stale. Because then what we see is we see tag teams with, you know, like in the WWE, you see tag teams with, let's just make it up and say, uh, you know, Randy Orton and um, Bray Wyatt. And then they fight each other like 17 times, you know. It's, a, it's the same the formula, yeah. Like they use that yeah, same formula know? constantly. So, yeah, mm -hmm. so I, I like the fact that, you know, with the Kenny Omega thing and John Moxley, with the Jericho and, and uh, Cody, they didn't have matches together, but they interfered in each other's matches. They screwed with each other. Right. And it, it made, it made for, for, you know, entertaining TV and what we're used to. And you gotta think, this is also the first episode, so we'll see how like the storylines progress. So it, it's hard to judge the storylines at this point, but I think of course. if they just keep consistency, it should. Yeah. You know, like I, I want to buy the pay per view. Like I like, you know, their their model right now is, you know, on on, on BR Live, you can buy the pay per view that way. So it's separate from this WWE model. I think I think that most fans have gotten used to so even if you're like you know if, if we want to watch hell in a cell we can because we all have like the network and right. then, you know you could do laundry uh, you could do laundry while you watch you know survivor series now it's now it's no longer like a okay guys we need to get together on sunday night to right. watch this pay-per-view because we can't watch it on tuesday like right. that's a little different on the aew and you need fans that absolutely want to watch the product on the weekend so storylines have to be strong right going into them um one thing i did notice though with aew they did not sell out the arena really i saw I, 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 I saw a bunch of sections that were very very empty oh yeah it looked well, pretty cool to me i don't know i, I think wait not. but didn't, didn't didn't jr say at the beginning that they sold out in like 30 minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, really? Because there was a couple of camera angles where they panned over the audience, which I which I do love that they're using drones. Oh, yeah, that was they, they, they using drones shot. to go over. Yeah, they have Maybe very cool camera angles. Maybe it was shots, but they... But they there, were, there were sections of rows that were not full. Hmm. Unless they just weren't there yet. Maybe, but it, it, it did sell out. Yeah, alright. I mean, not, not saying that WWE sells out every night, but... No, but I mean that that the first one they did sell it. They've been selling out consistently for over the last like for the next few weeks. 
Um, but there might have been some, some like odd shots of like rows that were empty. Right. But I, you know, also the size of the arena too is not as big as like yeah, a true. typical WWE arena. There was, um, there was a couple good signs too I saw. There was a uh, one. Oh, yeah. behi- there was one behind the, uh, the the hard side of the camera. It said uh, Vince fears ratings. <laughs> um, you know what though? And this the funny thing is this show uh, drew about I would say close to 1.5 million viewers, and NXT only did like 900 thousand. Really, significant drop off from last week for NXT. Um, so yeah, I guess right out of the gate. Uh, AEW one NXT zero on the uh, Wednesday Night War chart. <laughs> <laughs> That's Wednesday Night War thing. I've I've seen so many terrible photoshops of like the old Monday Night War. Oh yeah, logo. like uh, it's please. really bad. It's like come on. Um, but you know you know what? Maybe this is what we need. Yeah. Maybe this absolutely. Is, maybe this is what we're looking for because now perhaps Vince fears that there's competition. And maybe, you know, they're going to make some changes as well. Well, Not that they have to go TV 14 or anything like that. But, you know, there's definitely, definitely changes that can be made for sure. Well, I don't know if you, I don't know if we want to jump into Raw right now, but um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but they actually have a new theme song, new set, and they use Pyro for the first time in a very long time. To be honest, I didn't even watch Raw. (laughs) This, this week in particular is... Is I mean it yeah. was WWE, WWE branded it as like their premiere week because yeah. they have uh-huh. they Raw they had SmackDown they have, uh, you know they have NXT all with new announced teams we can get into that in a moment but I just want to touch on one other thing uh, huge shout out to MJF being a, a amazing heel, heel yep. on on the show it's, I think he's only gonna progress and he's only twenty four twenty three. So he can only you know have room to grow. He's discount Miz. Yeah, his, uh, right now he is. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's you know he's he's good though. He's I like him and uh, I would like to give a shout out to uh, the man formerly known as Neville uh, Pack, who calls himself the Bastard. Yep, I believe they, 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 they mentioned they use the word bastard about a hundred yeah. times and um, he, and there were no bleeps, no nothing. He yeah. picked off right where he left off when he was in WWE when he was on his way out of the 205 Live picture. He was just menacing and vicious, and uh, Hangman Page and him had a really, really good match. And Pac has gone over both Kenny Omega and Hangman uh, consecutively. He's 2-0, and um, both by submission. So um, be on the lookout. He may be a very big player uh, very soon. <laughs> Hangman you know, Page. I, that's something that... You- that- was really cool. I like I like seeing Neville. Um, Neville. I'm sorry. <laughs> Neville. Neville. What's his name now? Pack. P A C. Pack. Like Pac Man. I wasn't I wasn't making fun of you because you got his name wrong. I was making making fun of the fact that his name was Neville. And like I think of Aaron Neville. <laughs> <laughs> or um, Neville Longbot. No, I, I, I agree. I agree with you there, Nick. You know he. Uh, it, it's it's. Uh, He's definitely, you know, maybe been given more opportunity now to show what he can do, you know, because I feel like he was definitely somebody that was not given as much uh, opportunities um, in the WWE. Yeah, agree. Uh, you know, agree. But uh, but I, I, since you did mention his submission, I did have to say that there were a lot 
of uh, what's it called? A lot of the matches did not necessarily win with finishing moves, and that was something yeah, no, that I right, right was something that I didn't like necessarily. Oh, like like the def- there were no definitive finishing moves. Well, the Cody match right. ended with the uh, a roll up. up, yeah, yeah. The women's right. match ended with like a double knee to the face. I don't know if that's Rio's finishing move or not. I'm not as familiar with her. I mean, <laughs> well, let me tell you, let me tell you, Rio was was phenomenal. She was really good. Oh, yeah, yes. she is the I new women's champion. Good. She's been wrestling since she's nine years old, and she's like 22, yeah, 23. Yeah. That, that's what she said. She's that's why I didn't understand though. They're, they're like, oh, she's been wrestling for thirty years, but she's only twenty two. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, I can do <laughs> math. I, I I swear I can. Hold Wait, on, that makes no sense. <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, she's wrestling at negative eight. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was great. So it was Nyla Rose, which is I, I guess their equivalent of Nia Jax, I suppose. Yeah, and, and uh, Niho, and they they and the the dentist, uh, Doctor Britt Baker, Adam was Adam Cole's wife. Do, wait, she's Adam Cole's wife. Yep. I thought the dentist and Adam Cole's wife were two different people. <laughs> the same person. Yep. That's why Adam Cole has great teeth. Clearly, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Damn. All right. I was. I always wondered why he had such good teeth. Uh, they put on a great match, the two of them. That the spot yeah. with the chairs, you know, she can't. I I love that. Like she couldn't. Uh, you can't hit someone with a chair, but you can lay chairs out and have and lay the person on them. Yeah. Gingerly, but you can also <laughs> jump on them. Hmm. Um, and that ended. I I was very surprised at that ending. I thought. Um, Nyla Rose would just dominate the entire time, but then Neo picked up the uh, the victory, and they, and they and that was a that was a great match to have, you know, on the on the debut show. Yeah, she's uh, not sure. married to Adam Cole; she is his girlfriend. So, Go guys, ahead. if you have a crush on her, there's still hope for you. Heck, How dare you, Nick? We uh, <laughs> hey, now I have a question like... for you guys. They're only going to have one episode a week, right? Yes. What does this mean for the other talent that wasn't on the show, like Jungle Boy and Karma? Honestly, it might be good, like to. to Boy, I, not, say, I say awesome Kong. I'm sorry to to not have. And I think that's you know that's kind of to Danny's point earlier. There's there's not overexposure yeah. of guys there's every no week, girls every week. Mm-hmm. So like next week could be about you know maybe John Moxley's in a feud with somebody else and like. Omega interferes in his match. Right. And then maybe the shift is, you know, Cody has a speaking role, Jericho has a speaking role, but uh, it's, you know, and, and now the, the tag team tournament starting next week, so that might be more of the focus. Okay. So, was, you know, the, the one thing I would say that I think Raw and SmackDown have been missing for a long time is that the episodes aren't about anything anymore. If that makes any like... I remember being like a kid and I remember like watching like one episode of SmackDown where like the ending was like Triple H, The Rock and Kane had a triple threat match and the whole episode was like who's going to fight who and yeah. who's going to It's like I remember that episode was about that. There was episodes Well, one about, of yeah, one of know? the things I that I remember with that is like, you know, okay, when you had the whole Austin thing, one of the biggest things was the entire night Stone Cold is somewhere in the building. And then, like, you know, Shane McMahon sees the the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin cut out and attacks it. And then, no, it's not him. He's not there. And then his music plays, but he's not there. And then you hear people saying, oh, Steve, what's up? But he's not there. And then all of a sudden he's there with a pickup truck and, mm-hmm. or a cement truck and stuff yeah. like that. 
and that's the whole point with the storyline. The the backstage. Yes, it was all backstage. You know, you get me and you. And, you and, remember? And, uh, you remember the episode? Yeah. Like you can call back <laughs> and say, "Oh, that was a crappy episode," but I remember that yeah. one. Or like I remember this one at the end in the tag team match. Now you know it's like, I don't know how many times, the club right. and the Seth Rollins are gonna fight in the match, um, but I think. AEW had a great opening show, and uh, shall we shift to maybe the other content of the week because there was a lot to unpack. Uh, well, as of this recording, uh, Friday night SmackDown did not air yet. Yes. So, oh yes, just w- one thing to to note for all our fans. We'll we'll say this probably a few times towards the end. We are shifting to a different schedule, so you might find the episodes Thursday nights rather than Wednesday nights. Because unfortunately, we had to make a choice, and we can't record on Wednesdays because that's when AEW comes on. We can't record on Mondays and Fridays, obviously, because uh, Raw SmackDown. SmackDown haven't aired. Right. So we we will talk about the next the episode of tomorrow's episode of SmackDown next week. Um, yes. Yes, there will be a, a ton of stuff coming up out of that episode, but we could. Uh, I, I do want to talk about NXT for a hot second because NXT went head-to-head with AEW. And there was a surprise yeah. return yep. that I think everyone's buzzing about. I think you know who I'm talking about. Finn Balor. Yeah. He's got a shirt out already. <laughs> yep. Finn Balor. Is is his shirt... Is he So he is a part of the NXT roster now? Yes. I imagine so. I believe so because they need ratings and that's how they thought they were going to get ratings. You need... Damn, but how? I wonder how he feels about that, right? I, I'm sure he's pretty happy because he had really nothing really? going on. I think he kind of well, sad thing is he yeah. he hit a he hit a wall I think um, at some point with the Intercontinental Title, especially because he wasn't defend they weren't putting him on TV, and I think we all had thought that him winning the Intercontinental Title would have been great because it was something that uh, you know I hate to call it a consolation prize, but in his case, you know, not being in the universal title picture or the WWE title picture, we all kind of surmise, well, you know, he's a workhorse, you know, let him carry the IC belt, let him do something with it, add some validity to it, but it didn't work out, and now uh, he gets put into NXT, which initially, as I was looking at the story, I thought about it, and I said to myself, well, for a guy like him, this seems like a demotion, but I think the NXT brand is so white hot and it's been like that way for a while. I think especially now it has really legitimized itself as the third brand. I, I, you can't really even call it a minor league so much anymore. I mean, yeah, right. there are some developmental guys and girls that um, will appear on the show at some point because it is a two hour show. And I get why they want to fill out the roster a little bit more with people that they can rely on. But um, I, um, I think that it it should be interesting. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Man, I, I I honestly, it's it it is a demotion. I I don't know. I consider it a, a demotion. Uh, you know, I see what you mean because for most guys, like I'll give you an example, like an Apollo Cruz, let's say, who hasn't really right, done much. Put him in NXT. Okay, that's good for him. Or like what they did with Tyler Breeze. Put him yeah. back. It's it's fine. But when you come out. You know, guns blazing, winning the universal title. You beat Roman Reigns. You beat Seth Rollins. You beat everyone. Tear through everybody. You return. You know, you still are tearing through people, but you're you're protected in your matches. You're not just jobbing out. And then he won the IC belt, 
and it went downhill and he lost it in a pre-show match and then the fiend came around and he and once yeah I, I and I was I said this I forgot who I said this to but he like the fiend basically knocked you know that you know that expression like I'm gonna knock you into next week yep the fiend knocked Finn Balor back into developmental. I'm gonna, yeah. you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hit you so hard, you're gonna go back to developmental. And guess what? Now, like his character looks so weak. His character looks so weak because he got his ass kicked, and then his response is, "Well, I ain't going back there. Fuck that." <laughs> it's Feel, like, it kind of feels that way. It's like you walk out. You walk outside. You get like beat up on one street, and then you say to yourself, "Well, I'm never going back to that street again." I'm gonna go around the other yeah. way. <laughs> right. Good, good way to put it. Um, and he you know, confronted Adam Cole. Uh, I didn't. I, you know, I, I not that I'm picking a side, uh, but I, I picked AEW over NXT last night. Oh, of course, I I did too. Admittedly, because it's the pilot show, and I wanted to watch it. I wanted right. to see what we had. I wasn't gonna flip back and forth, you know, on the first episode but, because NXT's been there for several years. I can always catch up to it. <laughs> yeah. But one show I uh, did not miss was Monday Night Raw and their new announced team of... Uh, it Vic was Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph, Jerry the King Lawler, and T-Pain. And T-Pain. Yeah, T-Pain. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know who two of those guys are. Two out of the three, uh, I don't know. And Vic Joseph, I think, was the lead man for 205 Live, which is probably why you don't know who he is, because... Mm, who no, I, was, I, yeah, I mean, of course I know who he is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he was about... Honestly, this first episode, I'm sorry, he was about as exciting as a plain rice cake. You know, there really wasn't was, much uh, going well, on there. No, we talking about Vic Joseph or the yeah, other guy? talking about Vic Joseph okay. specifically. Um, yeah, I don't know. I... I the announce team, I felt like I was listening to TNA. I felt like I was not watching Raw. Yeah. It did not feel like Raw. Although it, it did feel normal to have Jay, uh, Jerry Lawler on Raw to me. I, I, yeah, I feel like he, that, he did that's pretty home, good. I feel like. He did pretty good. He sounded pretty good. I mean, he was you know throwing in his lines yeah. and being all know, emotional. Man. Unless I hear Jerry Lawler say puppies. <laughs> not, well, yeah. I guess it's not complete then. Um, what do you guys think of the new set? I, lo- I thought Tony Hawk was going to come out with his skateboard and start like doing like the 900 off the ramp way because it was like a giant half pipe. Yeah, it did. It, I, I, thought the, I thought the set looked pretty cool. Um, that the it was tiger, different. That the video goes basically into from the video screen down yeah. to the floor. It was different. Was, that was cool. I'll give him that. Do you think WWE like ordered like a long screen and like they're like, <laughs> oh, we, we need a screen that's like 400 feet long? And, like, like, like do you think they went to like Best Buy? <laughs> yeah. Like you guys got any flat screens, like <laughs> like carpet flat screens? <laughs> we have too much. Uh, just 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 drape it over the side, whatever. <laughs> uh, and that opening segment, uh, we we touch on some. I don't know if we can go through three hours of Monday Night Raw um, before everyone gouges their eyes out. But uh, the first opening segment between Lesnar and Rey Mysterio, just I think Mysterio, intense. Mysterio beat the. Holy hell out of him and his kid. Yep, him and Dominic. <laughs> Dominic took those suplexes pretty yeah. good. Well, well you, he, know what's, you know what's funny? When my dad saw that, he called me up and he goes, Ah, bro, that's bullshit. That's not his son. <laughs> well, it is his son. It's just he is training to be a wrestler. Is he? Yep. Yeah, so 
Like, which is why he was able to take those bumps. Yeah. Yeah, he took them pretty well. See, if he did that to me, my I would turn into just like dust. I would turn <laughs> into pink dust. <laughs> just that, 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 that's what happened. It's not, it sounds like a fart that's uh yeah has a quiet but deadly fart. I would just leave behind a superhero T-shirt and uh, a, a <laughs> pair of Nikes. <laughs> uh, so that that was you know I, I think the goal is just to get Lesnar heat for his match on. SmackDown against Kofi, which would be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, something tells me that Lesnar's going to go over, but you don't have to get into the weeds with that. Uh, it's And then throughout the evening, we had... Uh, let's Oh, can we talk about the... the, the cr- one of the cringiest segments I think I've ever seen in recent memory. Oh. Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan and The Miz... <laughs> Having a conversation that that could that could be a table for three episode. I didn't think it was that terrible of a segment. It, it could have been better, obviously, but I I, I, think I feel right. bad for Flair. I think Flair is yeah. just. That's, I, I don't think he knew brutal. where he was or what. I, <laughs> he had no lines. He was no. just going along. He was just going on the fly, a hundred percent. It was just so. I was laughing at one point when Meds said something, and Flair literally was like, "What." Like, he couldn't hear him. It's like you're in a, an arena with microphones and PA systems, <laughs> massive sound and everything. He's like, what? He couldn't hear him. <laughs> yeah. What? What did he say? I don't know. And then he was ripping on Hogan, and Hogan was ripping back on him. So now we're having it's a five-on-five five at Crown Jewel. I wonder where they're having it. Maybe it's Barclays or yeah. Nassau Coliseum. Might be or... in the Staples Center. Um, oh, no, I know what it is. Oh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Oh, I forgot we still have that thing going. <laughs> oh, bully. Um, Sa- Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. So it's going to be a five-on-five. Five. Uh, you know, five-on-five five during the fall. I feel like I feel like there's a pay-per-view that already does that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, Survivor Series. Um, uh, yeah, no, no. wow. No, I knew I heard that somewhere. <laughs> no, it's not Survivor Series. It's um, uh, Make It Out Alive. The sequence, sequence yeah. <laughs> make it out alive trilogy. <laughs> Survivor. Uh, wow. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is just uh, an exhibition. It's a house, house, house show. show. Yeah, it's fine. It's going to be. It's a big house. It's a big. It's a very big yeah. house. <laughs> it's probably going to probably going to have Rollins and Rollins and Rusev. Which I guess should we just we're like jump, we're jumping through Why segments not? like crazy. So Rusev. Is back. He's an American. And he is an American. He came, I guess, he came out to defend Hulk Hogan. Baron Corbin and Randy Orton came out to uh, to defend Ric Flair, which was cool because, you know, Ric Flair and Orton have that evolution connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what they told. I feel like, like Orton was just sitting in the back, like, you know, like on his, like, phone, and they just walked in like, uh, we need you to uh, help this segment. Um, you, have, you have a minute? Uh, yeah, sure, whatever, fine. Like throws, th- throws his phone to his assistant, and he's like, okay, what's up? What do we got? I got to put this shit over? All right, cool. <laughs> did, did you guys happen to catch uh, uh, Corbin when he came out? His throne fell apart? No, I didn't yeah. see that. His I did throne, not see that. Yep. He got up from his throne, and it fell apart. And it fell, oh, God. That, that's uh, that's the great cra- uh, craftsmanship of the WWE uh, backstage crew. Great job, guys. Yeah. I, I think it was I think it was the same throne that Cody used on the first uh, yeah. on all. Of them. <laughs> I think they probably bought it from like IKEA or something. Hey, we're bringing Pyro yeah. back. We gotta cut corners. Yeah. 
Um, Please. So yeah, now so that's set up, and I guess we'll see how the rest of the teams fill out. And now Rusev is back, so Rusev ended up not being the father of Maria Canellas's baby. Uh, so relieved. So I don't know why he's back, but I, I don't know why that was the segment that he chose. So at the end of the at the end of Raw, it ends with Bobby Lashley coming out and making and, out with Lana and making out with Lana. Probably one of the most awkward motions to invite someone out. I don't know if you guys like. Lashley was had this weird smile on his face, and he was like, call, beckoning for Lana. Like it was, five times. It was. Wait, are, are Lana and Rusev still together? Like in real life. That's why this is so weird. Yeah. Because they're still together. They're uh-huh. married. Well, Kathy Kelly asked Rusev what's going on, and like Rusev like didn't do shit. Like he was like, <laughs> my my homies. My, this this is for home. That's an awful Rusev yeah. impression. <laughs> it was like, I, I had a lot of trouble with Lana. And then I, he, just, yeah, he walked away. Like, this is uncomfortable. With this handlebar mustache. <laughs> so the whole shift, the whole, Raw went from being about this. Yeah, like, why is this the, why is this the last segment on your new episode, the season premiere of Raw? It just seemed funky. It, it could have been done like, well, Here's the thing. I wish it was something that was a little bit more in the middle because what followed after it was the appearance of the fiend. And uh, oh yes, yes, that, of course, of course. That closed out the show where he choked out Rollins with the mandible claw and um, cool way to sign Raw off the air. I, I mm. wish there was more emphasis on that story. Yeah. As opposed to like just Lana and Lashley coming out to distract Rusev and all of a sudden the lights go out and here comes. Wyatt, you know, attacking Rollins. It was a little. I thought that was that was a little bit too sloppy, a little messed up as far as like how it was put together. I thought um, they should have yeah. separated those two stories a little bit more. But uh, that's just me. But um, you know, yeah, maybe we could uh, review the rest of Raw by going through Hell in a Cell quickly. And I there's guess. only three matches officially announced for the card at last time I checked, unless there were more that just got added. But I mean, SmackDown is tomorrow, um, so I guess depending on the outcome of the uh, Kingston-Lesnar match, we'll have a direction for what they want to do with the WWE title at the pay-per-view itself. So, um, But the so, three matches that we've got, yeah. I know we mentioned Wyatt versus Rollins. This is going to be Fiend a very quick Rollins, review. Um, for oh. the Universal title in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, so let's, you know what, let's, uh, let's talk about that for a bit. Seth Rollins against... The Fiend, this was established months ago, um, or at least like two months ago. Month, eons ago. Well, months being plural, there were so, two, so you're right. So it's a hell in a cell for the WWE Universal Championship. Does, I mean, it's, I am all about Bray Wyatt getting the title now, because he's hotter than ever. He might as well just get the title now, I mean, because... What are they going to do? They'll wait on him, and then he won't be as over in the next two months. So they, right. I think, you know, I, I think he goes over, if, especially if it's in a Hell in a Cell match. I'm just curious to know how long he can wrestle for, like, without losing the mystique of his gimmick. Good question. Unless he comes uh, out as Bray Wyatt, and right. then, like, the lights go out, and then he becomes the Fiend. Okay. Kind of like a Hulk situation. Yeah. Quick, I gotta run under the ring and put my my other outfit on. <laughs> What's that flesh mask? 
I think uh, I think this is going to be a good match. Um, you know, it's something that we're waiting to see how uh, Bray Wyatt is going to show up and if he's going to show up as a fiend or as Bray Wyatt. Mm. So I, 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 I say Wyatt. I was going to say, and I do see the, the, the whole light, thing with the whole light. lights turned off. Yeah. Now, do we see any interferences? Do we see an interference by Undertaker to set up a few? Do we see an interference by uh, someone that Wyatt has hurt or someone that he hasn't hurt yet that he wants? Like Stone Cold, you know, I know he mentioned his name a few times. I feel like bringing the Undertaker in right now would be like a de facto burial of his character already because it's almost as if like you're automatically just going to throw him into this program with Taker to be like this supernatural clash when in reality they should really be focusing on establishing the Fiend as his own entity amongst the current crop of uh, other superstars you know get him over you know get him working with you know the current pool and Keep him away from the legends and just let him do his own thing. Let him become his own, like, as they say, his own brand. And I think doing that, in order to do that, I think you have to just, you know, stick him with the regular guys like Wyatt and with, like, Rollins and Reigns, etc. I don't know. Do you, let's say he wins the title, right? Let's say he wins the title. Now, do do we think, uh, I guess my my real question is, do, do we think that if he doesn't win the title, he's, essentially it, it, he's automatically buried i don't think so i think no. what they could do to play it safe is somehow rollins squeaks away with a win but then he wyatt just beats the living hell out of rollins after that brutalizes him but man that's that dude that that is the bray wyatt way like if he if he loses his title match you know it's it's you're, you're getting back into the same wyatt territory that he worked so hard to get out of like three years ago. Right. I, I think the fiend's gonna win. I I think he has to. Yeah. I think he has to. Um, yeah. I I mean if if he doesn't, it's it's just gonna look bad. Like what else is he going to say after that? Like he has nothing. You know, it would be kind of cool to have like the universal title like hung up in the Firefly Funhouse. Like on the wall somewhere, like you know, hmm. the, the rabbit who, who died actually. The rabbit died, yeah, yeah. The rabbit died, rabbit died. Although he's gotten smashed before, so I imagine <laughs> he'll be back. <laughs> and did you see Bray has a new t shirt? It's it's a like a cheesy picture of him, like with his arms folded, and like a, it's in a circle, and around the circle it reads, See you in hell. <laughs> no, yeah, that's it. yeah, <laughs> it's like one of those like old, like uh, old, like like a distressed t shirt, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think I think Wyatt has to win. I think he will win, um, uh, but I'm sure there's going to be some tomfoolery there. Tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. Tomfoolery. Um, and, and as much as we hate saying this, but I I, I think if this is not going to set up anything new, um, from what I understand, CM Punk. Uh, made a statement saying that he actually wants to come back to WWE. Well, he's been he's been auditioning for for Fox Sports for the a, show. A Fox Sports, yeah. Role, which I think is technically separate from WWE, but 
I mean, I can't imagine him, you know, if he's this close to the WWE family now, I don't see it. It's not as much of a stretch anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, because it seems like, you know, he, a business, a smart business move would be for him to come back to some extent. Right. And I guess this is one way that he'd be coming back, but it's, it's just so weird because it, it really does break the kayfabe nature yeah. of, uh, you know, it really does break kayfabe because when he left, you know, he, he left unannounced and obviously it was really bad, but it, we know why he's not going to wrestle again in, in WWE, or at least we don't think he will. Right. Um, I just, I can't see it happening. I don't know. Well, apparently, uh, as of a couple hours ago, uh, Punk signed with uh, Fox for the WWE Backstage Studio Show on Fox Sports 1. Hmm. So, that's as of, uh, so as of t- approximately 6 p.m. Tri- Eastern Time. Tri- tri- I, I would love to see Triple H's red face. <laughs> what? He signed? Oh, God. <laughs> this guy. You skinny, fat bastard. <laughs> Yeah, I remember skinny he called him. He called him a skinny fat ass. <laughs> oh, you skinny fat really? ass. Yep. But Triple H just quoted as saying, "If the opportunity is right for everybody and it's right for our fans, then we're willing to put the past behind us and move forward." So I, I would don't say, know, no. man. Like, but what is Punk gonna offer now? He mm. lost. He lost all of his credibility by really trying to give the UFC a go. Well, now he has a consistent paycheck, at least. Yeah. Plus, he's 40 years old now, and he's all, like, he's got a, a ton of injuries, and, you know, I don't know if coming back would, as a wrestler would do any good for him. I mean, he's, yeah. I, I think that part, I think that phase has passed, I mean, unfortunately, um, and um, plus not to mention, he lost a ton of weight to go into UFC, so he would have to spend time bulking back up even if he wanted to, so I don't know, but... Yeah, whatever. I mean, he's 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 definitely got a mouth. That's for sure. Right. I and mean, I guess he could use it in other capacities. I guess as a host, it would be a good way. <laughs> Nick, I wasn't sure where you're going with that one. <laughs> Curveball. He has a mouth. He's a very sexy mouth. G <laughs> <laughs> John. Um, okay, the next match on the card: uh, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Raw Women's Championship in a hell and a cell. I like it. I like it. I love it. I gotta have it. Uh, okay, Cold Stone. Uh, the co- more like Stone Cold Creamery. <laughs> hey, guys. Andrew got a tip. I'm not gonna sing, so... I'm not singing. <laughs> I'm not singing. Uh, so this has been building for a while. They, they, they fought at Night of Champions, or Clash of Champions. But this is the added, you know, uh, stipulation that's in a Hell in a Cell... I am totally up for this. I I would prefer to see Sasha win in this scenario. I think it's I think it's time for her to reestablish herself as a top face. I don't think Becky's gonna lose much if she loses this match. But why not? I mean, it's, oh wait, Nick, when is the game coming out? When is the two K game coming out? Because I have I have a theory that they don't like to bury the two next cover, month. The two K cover people. It's got to be either end of this month or early next month. It's always like around this time. Well, right. Hell in a Cell is Hell in a Cell is this Sunday, October sixth. Two uh, K nineteen. Actually, it's going to be two K twenty, right? Because it's going for the next year. Two. Yeah, two K twenty. Oh, wow. I'm old. Let's see, two K twenty uh, comes out October twenty second. 
Yep. And Andrew, are you going to get 2K20 so we could play it one time? I'll beat you, and then uh, we won't play it ever again. <laughs> you know what, I'm, Danny? It's, it's not even a joke. I have not purchased that game in the last five years just because it's so repetitive. It's it's been the same game, literally. It's the same game with the same glitches every time around. I love yep. the 2K glitches. I love those compilation videos that people upload of like the worst glitches of like the 2K games. <laughs> They're so good. Uh, who could forget the old SmackDown games though? Yeah, the SmackDown games were the best. Um, but not I. I digest. I think. I uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Sasha has to win at this point because her whole "I'm coming back as a heel" gimmick is not going to work if she doesn't actually achieve Cheap. her goal yeah. of you know. And it's in a hell in a cell. She's gonna get her ass kicked. Um, both of them are gonna kick each other's ass. It's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be a decent match though. Yeah. yeah. Becky's been champion for six months now. I mean, I don't think there's gonna be any issue with her dropping the belt. So, <coughs> I think yeah. So she's going from Becky two belts to Becky one belt to Becky no belts. Well, she does have one again. I think from um, Xavier Woods uh, up up down down uh, game competition. I think she won a belt there. Did she? <laughs> oh, I saw that post. She's like back back to Becky two belts or something. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But yeah, I expect that to be a really good match. Um, and then this awkward tag team match between Rowan and Harper against Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan? Yeah, who the hell set that up? When did Daniel Bryan become a face? And, and so, This is the one SmackDown storyline that I think... It went off the rails? I think it died on Tuesday Night SmackDown. Like, There's no yeah. way this is they're going to keep this consistent. Uh, it's it's going to end... I mean, after this week, I know we have a draft coming up. Um, and... We should do a draft next week. What do you guys think about that? Our own mock draft? Yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, we should get a program and put names in and see what rosters we get. <laughs> Ooh. I like the way you're thinking, Nick. So, oh, we, we are. We're, we're going to make rules and do this do this thing right. Because we're going to do it right before the night of the draft anyway, so that's perfect. <laughs> Look at that. Um, And then we, yeah, that, that I don't, I, the Roman and... I, this is this is just one feud I haven't cared about. I have not put any effort into thinking about this feud anymore. Yeah, no. No, me neither. And um, it kind of just... I don't know how it like it became overs- something where it was like, oh, Rowan was the one that attacked Reigns. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess it gives both of them something to do. And it wasn't the worst thing. I mean, they were doing some backstage segments with the close calls and stuff, but... Now Daniel Bryan is a face, and he's partnering with Roman. I'm like, really? This is what this is the best they could do to turn him. I'm like, this is like re- really dumb. I, I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> no, I think what would what would have been a better scenario, and you guys are gonna you guys are gonna I, I need to get paid money. You have Bryan, Rowan, and Harper as a trio. And then they're cutting a promo, and then out of nowhere, the fiend comes out and strangles Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Okay. And then he, the you know Harper and Rowan go kind of back with the go back to him. It's like a, it's like henchmen or something. Okay. Good stuff. Well, like friends of the fun, friends of the fun house. John, I'm copywriting that. You better get a copyright on that. <laughs> friends of the fun house. Because I'm pretty sure McMahon's sitting in his truck somewhere, going, 
I like this. It's it's such good shit. <laughs> <laughs> such a classic line. Oh man. So I mean that's that's it, right? For the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, for now. My goodness. And then we have SmackDown coming up tomorrow night. You're gonna see uh, The Rock. The Rock's coming back. Yep. That's gonna be fun. Um There's your Friday night ratings yeah. right there. Friday night rating there. He uh, might open the show for all yeah, I, I know. I think so too. He should. He deserves it. Uh you'll have Lesnar and Kofi, which will be fun. I'm sure Lesnar will win, but we'll see, obviously. Yeah, we gotta wait. We gotta wait. Yeah. Um and we have Kevin Owens against Shane McMahon in what might be their eighteenth match together. Yep. For a ladder match to see who loser leaves town type situation. <laughs> who could climb the ladder the quickest? Who can climb the ladder the quickest? Uh and it? I think so. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching SmackDown yeah, on yeah. Friday. <laughs> Not live, of course. <laughs> because Not it's Friday. Really. It's Friday. Uh, you're not looking forward to watching it on, on Friday? No, it's, you know, it's on Friday, let's be real, like you said, not live. And I think that, you no, know... No, it's it's it's, li- it's no, it's live on Friday nights. I'm just uh watching it live. I mean, I'm just going to watch it on DVR. Right. Right. I'm not watching it Damn it, Andrew! On Friday night, we're usually hanging out anyway. Man, I, we're all we're all all the, all, all the more, Danny, that we should go hang out at a bar and say to bartender, "Hey, could you turn on Fox? Why is there a football game? No, hockey? You'd be, no." You'd be, you'd be surprised. I mean, you never know these days. Uh, people might request that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Go to uh, Red, White, and Brew on <laughs> uh, on Fourth Avenue. Fifth, Fifth Avenue and ninety third, ninety third, no, no, ninety first, ninety first Street. No, I would totally, I would totally want to go to Salty Dog and instead of listening to music, just have them put on that big screen that they have. Just have them put uh, SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, I think uh, I think it just about wraps wraps this evening up. Wraps it up in a warm tortilla. Wraps it up. Do not forget to follow us across all of our social media. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. On, on uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this right. On Instagram, it is Empty Arena Podcast. Ding ding. On Facebook, it's Empty Arena Podcast. Ding ding. On Twitter, it's Empty Arena Show. Ding ding. Gmail is Empty Arena at podcast. Empty Arena Podcast Empty Arena Podcast Gmail dot com. You can check my check out memes. On Empty Arena Podcast, that Instagram, are, they're, they're, and Facebook. They're no longer dank memes. No, I'm getting away from the dank meme situation. It's Cleaning up his act. Good. Mm-hmm. Boring. Um, and some of our some of our friends have, have good podcasts, too. Our uh, our good friend, King John Broadway, has the, the Popper's Pit. So if you guys love Funko Pops and toys, he is at, uh, he's currently at Comic-Con right now. Um, but he has a, a great YouTube show called Popper's Pit. Look it up. You can follow him on Instagram as well. Um, another another good podcast. It's uh, it's our, our good friend Adam Mace, uh, a recent friend uh, that we, that we that we met we met online. His uh, his online. podcast is a, is the Talk Back podcast. Uh, it is a, a lot of cool conversations yeah. with different like artists yeah. and not 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 necessarily writers. wrestling related, but yeah, um, the, you know, it's very good debates and yes conversations. Um, and our and our good friend, we can't we can't forget him. Uh, our good buddy Vinny Marola has uh, a 
podcast. I think it's Dr. Vinny's, um, Dr. I want to get this right and he's probably going to rip us up if we don't get this right, but it's, uh, Dr. Let's see. Uh, Dr. Vinny's world, Dr. Vinny's words of wisdom. So you can check that out um, anywhere you can get podcasts. It's always a good conversation. I think his last episode was about jean shorts. So jorts. So it, jorts. it could be. It could be he could have talked about John Cena. Yes. Um, these are our friends of, of the podcast. Uh, follow friends them. of the empty arena. Follow. Listen. Them, listen to them. And thank you, fans. You guys are wonderful. We love you, and we love all the feedback you give us. Hugs and, and kisses. All, all the positive. All the positive vibes. Hugs and kisses. All the positive vibes, bro. And on that note, gentlemen, good yeah, fight. And celebrated fifty. Yeah, happy fiftieth uh, episode, 50, guys. Fiftieth episode. Now We're let's old, go get our guys. sports car. <laughs> Good night, guys. This has been an awesome studios production.